Welcome back to another bonus episode of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent in which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I give my overall opinion on the series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Vinland Saga. Season 1 was released in 2019 by Wit Studio. It has 24 episodes and I watched the series in sub. I hear an English dub is going to be available soon, so if you prefer dubbed anime, that option will be available to you. Jumping right into the action, we see Thor's as a badass. When underwater, he takes an opponent's sword like if you're not going to use that, I will. Then he stabbed the guy through the chest. It was awesome. Thor's is a conflicted man. Daydreaming of being in a field like Russell Crowe during battle shows his mind is elsewhere. After the birth of his first child, Thor's has been re-evaluating his purpose. When he kills one of the enemy soldiers, their final breath is apologizing to a loved one. In that moment, you realize Thor's has been destroying families. With a family of his own now, I think for the first time, Thor's feels he has something to lose. This probably scared the piss out of him, which is why he deserts the military to live in a corner of nowhere. What's awesome about this decision is it's clearly not a case of burnout. Where with a little time off, Thor's will be back to his old savage ways. Fifteen years later and he's still zen with no appetite for violence. Halfdan and his men are nothing more than some low-level goons. We see how embarrassing Ari is against a real warrior, so if he cut the arm off of one of these guys, I doubt they're a skillful bunch. Obviously with what we've seen Thor's do, he could easily wash these thugs if he so desired. Which raises quite the dilemma. If Thor's wrecked them from the start, maybe Ari's brother still has a leg and it would prevent other issues from happening. On the other hand, with Thor's new philosophy, who is he to take their lives? I'm sure it's not easy to stand by while these clowns cause problems for his fellow villagers, and some small part of Thor's probably wants to beat them down. You can see when Halfdan calls the slave it and states he's their owner, there's a shift to anger on Thor's face. But instead of going beast mode on them, he takes the high road causing him to appear weak in his children's eyes by forking over all those goats for a dying man. Thor's puts his family in a tougher spot than they already were. At first I was with Ilva like what a waste. But in the grand scheme of things it's a small price to pay for freedom. I think Thor's relates to the runaway because he knows what it's like to escape but still look over your shoulder for fear you might be forced back. Which is exactly what happens to him when Floki shows up. I used to row and seeing the village idiots all torn up and sore from getting the boat to sea was accurate. But you know what was bullshit? Thor's dropping Askeladd's men with single strikes and sending one flying seven feet overboard. I get he's a monster of a man and rode an entire side of a boat solo, but the way he was taking down those huge guys was superhuman. But I quickly got over that because Thor's and Askeladd's duel was awesome. After Askeladd's distraction failed, Thor's was always a step ahead. He refused to land lethal blows and only attacked his opponent's weapon. Leading to his patented move of if you're not going to use that sword, I'll take it. Thor's being the clear winner was cheated but still ate those arrows like it was nothing. Now that I've buttered you up with all those nice things I've said about Thor's, let's get to why we're here. For anyone who follows my reviews you might be confused, because if a bonus episode isn't a movie, it's a series I couldn't be bothered to finish. This is not a mistake, I'm going to explain why I dropped Vinland Saga. Now before you click off with your angry face of disapproval, hear me out. The series lost me as a viewer for three reasons. 
The first is killing Thors. Now this might seem stupid as I knew before starting the show it was about a boy going down a path of revenge after witnessing the execution of his father. Hell, by episode 2 I was like kill the dad. I want to see the son groan and kicking ass. For anyone who's played Assassin's Creed 3, you're aware of starting the game as the main character's father. You spend a good amount of time introduced to the game as Haytham before becoming Connor. Playing a second time, I wanted to skip those parts and get straight to Connor. That's the attitude I entered this series with. I just wanted to see Thorfinn. Then, I got attached to Thor's. He was such a deep and likable character, I didn't want him to die. The more I got to know these two, the less I wanted the switch. Which brings me to my second reason for stopping the series. I hate Thorfinn. Even as a child, he was a little shit. Thorfinn got pierced by a spear but didn't go down. We all knew that one kid who claims you never touched them in tag, or your shot miss while playing army. No one likes the brat who doesn't play fair. On top of that, Thorfinn was vile. Left shares the terrible story of being stuck on an ice floe. He nearly starved and six of his friends died. Thorfinn throws that in his face saying he hopes Left hits an ice floe during his next expedition. Now I always think it's important to look at both sides, so what did Left do to deserve such a low blow? He refused to sail a six-year-old across the ocean. Thorfinn is trash. The best moment I saw in this series was the father-son talk. Thorfinn has no idea about real battle and war. Thor's hits him with the, oh, you want to kill people? Who's your enemy? Please tell me and take your time, I'll wait. Exactly, you don't have any. Thorfinn has no need to hurt people and the guy didn't listen to a word his father said. After seeing how Thor's handled Askeladd's crew leaving them all alive, he still doesn't trust what his father says and goes as far to call him a liar. Since Thorfinn wants to do it his own way, he should have killed Askeladd in his sleep when he had the chance. He claims that's a coward's move and being the son of Thor's, he will kill Askeladd in a duel. Does this moron learn nothing? He just saw his dad duel Askeladd and refused to kill him. So how is he honoring his father by doing that? Even if it's just for revenge, his subconscious knows that's not what his father wants. Every vision he has of Thor's tells him that. Eventually Thorfinn lets himself be used by Askeladd and does the crew scouting. They send him to do grunt work and don't care if he comes back alive. In one outing he nearly gets wrecked and an old lady takes him in. She shows him kindness and how does he repair? By signaling the band of degenerates to their location leading to the slaughter of everyone in the village. Thorfinn is helping Askeladd do to other families what was done to his. And why does he do all this? So Askeladd will reward him with a duel. Thorfinn saw Askeladd not keep his word to Thor's, so why would he listen to anything he says? And when the idiot is granted his long-awaited one-on-one, Askeladd gets in his head so easily. Thorfinn charges in like a dope and receives a dislocated shoulder for the effort. I didn't like how Thorfinn was growing chummy with Askeladd. If your goal's to kill him, don't be having friendly talks on the hilltop. Now I want to talk about Elva, who I feel got screwed more than anyone. She lost her father too, but is stuck home with a sick mother doing triple the work. I blame all this on Thorfinn. He's not only hard-headed, but selfish. If he went back, she'd have help. Instead, he's out exploring the world in the name of vengeance, while she's trapped in the same grove. If you haven't noticed, I like to rag on Thorfinn. My boy Blase, who recommended I watch this series, argued I was too hard on him considering his age and used it as a defense. So I wanted to look up how old Thorfinn is. He's 16 and still making these dumb decisions. 
While researching the age, I found out Ilva marries Ari. We saw he's not fit to be a warrior, but you know what he can do? Milk a cow and feed sheep. This is only speculation, I never looked into it, but we heard her talk about it. I wouldn't be surprised if Ilva tired of doing all the work, married for convenience and not love. Again, I put that on Thorfinn. The third reason I stopped watching Vinland Saga is the predictable story. Thorfinn is a clown, I wouldn't have been surprised if he just ran off to Sulk and refused to see his father off, but I knew he snuck onto the ship. From there I figured he'd get in the way leading to his father sacrificing himself, which is exactly what happened. When getting towed in the boat, I knew he'd follow Askeladd's crew around plotting revenge. Eventually doing odd jobs around their camp and progressed to being one of them even though he claims not to be. As mentioned, I saw a bond forming between Askeladd and Thorfinn and didn't like it. At this point I told Blase I was dropping Vinland Saga. He said not to and I responded with let me guess. Askeladd does die but Thorfinn still feels hollow with no satisfaction. Instead of doing the responsible thing and returning home, he goes on some journey of self-discovery to find meaning in life. Blase was like, well, yeah, kind of, and I was like, I'm done. Now just because I didn't finish an anime doesn't mean there wasn't a lot I enjoyed. For example, Thorkill. I love that guy. He's described as muscle for hire, but is bored of always being on the winning side. His new motivation is to take on the strongest fighters who happen to be his comrades. So he defects to the enemy just for fun. Thorkel is like a big kid. In the opening fight, he used a corpse to block arrows while Thor's used a shield. He fights with a telephone pole and throws rocks with the impact of a cannonball. Thorkill is worse than Naruto when it comes to grabbing blades. He took a dagger center palm, then gave Thorfinn the old puny god treatment, slamming him around like the Hulk. Thorfinn being the idiot he is, should have went for the neck instead of two fingers. Thorkill with no concerns waves to him while blood squirts out of the stubs, he's the best. While I dislike everything I've seen from Thorfinn, there were two moments I found he was used well. First is a cool parallel of Ari being excited for combat, then scared stiff seeing a real killer when Floki's men pulled up to shore. Later a young guy hoping to fill a spot on Askeladd's crew is bumped by Thorfinn. We see the same reaction but Thorfinn has the eyes of a killer now. The other is while Thorfinn didn't soak in any of the knowledge Thor's was kicking to him, you know what he did inherit? Thor's signature move. Thorfinn while pinned down gets his second dagger with the oh if you're not going to use that don't mind if I do. Another dope scene was Bjorn chucking a spear and killing the man hidden away behind the tapestry making it look like an accident. Or when Thorfinn threw a dagger at Askeladd and he didn't dodge or deflect with a sword, he backhand smacked it away. I'm no hater, the show is visually pleasing. Both the look and sound of Hale in the opening fight was fantastic. I will get some hate for this I'm sure, but I didn't think the fights were all that impressive choreography wise. With the first person views and camera work, I think the way they were shot is what made them spectacular. The best scene is when Thorfinn jumps back in his first encounter with Thorkill and his blade is up on the camera. I actually feel guilty about this next point. I love the opening song Mukanjo by Survive Said the Prophet, even though I'm sure I butchered the title's pronunciation. Still I love this track, it went straight to the anime playlist. Even re-watching for the review, I couldn't bring myself to skip the opening. Nitpicks. How the hell did Thors know what chest compressions were when trying to save the frostbitten runaway? Bjorn is shown to be the aggressive type when taking the berserker mushroom against Thors, but for the rest of what I saw, he is the most calm and mature man in the crew. It didn't make any sense. I don't like the little bastard, but how could Lef leave Thorfinn behind after Thor's death? Maybe it was payback for his ice flow comment. 
Thorfinn continues to be an idiot. While training with a dagger in the woods as a child, he kept striking the one water bucket he had. Great idea, puncture the damn thing until it's useless. Thorfinn needs a damn haircut, he looks ridiculous. At first I was like, well, it's a sign of the times. But Askeladd and Thorkel both had clean cuts. I was surprised they'd incorporate Goose like the short fat general with a big mouth. He doesn't even look human compared to the other characters. Every time the inside of his mouth was shown, it reminded me of the children's game Crocodile Dentist. I get Askeladd's men are in a rush when clearing out the treasure from the fort by the lake, but they leave two coins, a chalice, and a candlestick behind. I'm sure they could have quickly scooped those up. One guy while rowing gets an arrow to the back of the neck and dies. What a sad end to a life. He didn't even see it coming. Quote of the series. Every living human being is a slave to something. A very true statement. Best girl waifu and harem. I wanted to give Ilva best girl, but her desire to own a slave disqualified her. So I'll just chuck it to the blonde servant girl who used to be a noble. I honestly don't even remember her name. This series has no waifus and none of these girls would be in my harem. Final thoughts. This series started at a huge disadvantage with me. I'm not a fan of anything Viking related. I take knights, pirates, samurai, gladiators, anything over Vikings. But the combination of having this series persistently recommended to me by my boy Blase and a clip of the opening boat battle made me give it a chance. You will hear me say this multiple times. Blase and I either completely agree on an anime or have drastically opposing views. Vinland Saga falls into the latter category. It's not like I didn't give it a fair shot, I watched the first 10 episodes before deciding not to continue on. Just because Vinland Saga wasn't for me doesn't mean it isn't good. For those who enjoy it, it looks like a season 2 is coming. So be on the lookout for that. Alright, that's going to be it for this month's bonus review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.